Screw Google. Freaking sn- what? <laughs> Screw Google. No, I I was gonna intro. <laughs> okay, well Screw you intro. Google. I was gonna say holy freaking snow. It's like it hasn't stopped snowing since Saturday. Yeah, and it's winter in winter in Canada, or at least in Ontario this year was very. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Psych. <laughs> and then it was just slow, like here slow and then just like pew, yeah yeah what, what i also google? listen <laughs> i want to well I'll, I'll tell you about google in a second here i need to prerequisite prerequisite this i'm gonna sound worse than usual i'm gonna sound echoey no i'm gonna sound <laughs> echoey i'm just gonna say it's like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be nice sounding audio i just you know yeah for those that aren't audio snobs like myself, I see no difference. <laughs> well, no, okay, well, yeah, but you will in the final because I can hear, I can hear myself reverbing around. No, we're in we're in the process of moving, and so we as in my, you, not me, <laughs> right? And so my regular sound treated <clears throat> space is uh, is not as sound treated as I would like it to be. Mm. And so it's, 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 it's echoey. Yeah. Yeah. But I am excited because once the move happens and a new studio is set up and then, you know, presumably we record in person more often, um, like I'm already like mapping out the studio. Like there's, there's more, there's a bunch of acoustical foam more than what I have right now on the way. And it's going to be, you know, like the table with the, you know, and the sound treated space with we're we're gonna sound good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, but also screw Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay. So here's the thing, right? So right now I live in the city in the in the Greater Toronto area, which is a big ass area. The GTA, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big area. And I've lived here for four and a half-ish years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to know sort of the immediate area fairly well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will still occasionally, like depending on where I'm going and coming to, you know, whatever. Like the highways are a little weird. And, and, and sometimes, depending on what time of day it is and traffic and whatever else, I'll, I'll throw Google Maps on. Right, because I'm like, oh well, maybe Google Maps knows something I don't. It's going to take me to a different spot, right. road closures, a different traffic, route, something. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, you know, there's actually a better route because of traffic, an accident, or whatever. And so last night I was coming home from actually being up in your area for like f- not even 48 hours, and and I'm like just past the halfway point coming home right and i'm on the phone with brianne and brianne's like well how far out are you and i'm like well i don't know like give me a second and i'll you know i'll punch i'll punch it into my phone and yeah and i'll find out how far away i am right and what i do is i just open up my google thing i type in you know the four or the the three digit street address and whatever and then search that and i never searched the city because you know i just go bop bop uh such and such street and then it it always pops up well between 
And I've done that like well over a hundred times. Right. Well over a hundred times I've punched that in to the point where all I have to do is now put in the first digit and then up pops the rest of the address. Okay, cool, great. And Google being the all-knowing, like, you know, we track your data, we save your stuff, we know where you've been, we know where you're going, we know, like, you know, all this stuff. Great, cool, whatever. Sometimes it's creepy, sometimes it's creepy, but also handy. So we overlook the creepiness. Well, like, a little, a little further than the halfway point in between where you live and where I live, there's a city called Orangeville. And it turns out that there is the identical address, same, same digits <laughs> and same street name. No, well, no, I didn't. I was passing through Orangeville anyways. Oh, I had already on. just, I had already just gone through Orangeville, but it's the exact same street address, street name and everything except Orangeville instead of Mississauga. And so and, and depending on where I am geographically, because in that moment I was closer to Orangeville, when I searched my street address and went go, it popped up the Orangeville one. Right. And I'm just like, Google, how many hundreds of times have I <laughs> not only searched this address, but then clicked navigate and completed this trip? And of those hundred times, how many times have I been going to the Orangeville one? But you were in Orangeville. Well, but still, it's Google. Google should, like, I have some sort of weird fetish for this address, and it doesn't matter what city I'm in. I just, that's that's the address. No, it knows where I want to go. Stupid. Hello, and anyway, welcome to the Movie Men podcast. We are the B-Team. My name is a very disgruntled Brady. And I am not disgruntled Carl. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's we're batting, we're batting a fifty percent average. Then, uh, and we're back with it. We're back. We're back. We're back. Oh man, I hear myself echoing. I hope it doesn't come through as much. I don't in, hear it at all. Well, no, but you're like through a call, and you know, it's just I'm not, I'm not happy with ah, it. It's I'm not, fine. You know, it feels like a regression in audio quality. <sighs> I don't sound it's as like good as I thing. used to, when, but I when, also don't when you, sound... When you're the one building something, like but people who build stuff like that are really finicky, they'll be like, oh, no, this, I sanded down this edge too much. It's rounder than this one. Nobody's going to notice but that person. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we, you know, we, but we, do you take pr pride in your work, yeah. no, man? I, can, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know Mike Crotz? Yeah. yeah. I know. I remember. Listen, this is a great story. This is a great story for anyone who's ever doing anything i was helping him years ago probably like 10 10 or so years ago he was putting a big garage addition on his house mm -hmm. and so i was there helping him do some framing right Mi like miserable weather i don't know if it was the f like late fall or early spring or whatever it was just sucked out <clears throat> right not having fun and i was there and i was helping him um do some framing and we were framing it all with nails, right? We're hand driving in nails. Okay. And there was a, a spot where I had to put a nail through a board and into an LVL, like a laminated, like, you know, solid, solid piece of wood. Okay. Right? 
and and so the nails can be like they don't glide through like butter the way they do with just like some spruce two by four yep. stuff and the nail bent mm-hmm. and it bent beyond what you know was straightenable and and whatever and so I just like what I think most people would do just whacked it flat against the board and then went to put another one in beside it because you're not going to see this. It's going to be covered in siding and drywall and, and, you know, whatever. This is the frame. And Mike made me sit there and and pull at it and pry at it and get this stupid nail out (laughs) instead of leaving it in, even though you'd never see it. And he explained to me that even though no one will see it, that there's value in taking pride in the work that you're doing and and that yes. if you allow yourself to cut these corners and and do whatever, well, you know, once you do it once, you're going to keep doing it and you're going to, you know, and it's like this whole, it was like a light, like the guy tried to TED talk me. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like he succeeded. <laughs> but he succeeded. He did. And it was, it was a great life lesson. He didn't so, try. He did. <laughs> so I'm aware, even if it's, even if it's barely noticeable to the listener, I'm aware of it, and it's it's it's, it's upsetting me. But anyway. know that come March, <laughs> the show will sound better than it's ever sounded because we're we'll have, you know we'll we, the full studio thing. Happening. Yeah, we've just cashed we just cashed out our Patreon stuff, and as we always talk about, all the Patreon money goes back into making the show better. And so, and whether that be new gear or new infrastructure for a studio or, you know, whatever it is. So that's, that's coming. Okay. So you have presumably, I mean, last week you had five and that was a real. Yeah. Well, we had, we hadn't upset to the system. I got, I got three. All right. So Carl has three options for (laughs) some sort of modern day technological advancement. Let's just call it in our world. That's simple. All right. All right, yeah. hit me with it. All right, so uh, option number one mm-hmm. is the good old U.S. of A. Yeah, of course, gross. an ex love. That's all I'm going to leave. Okay. With. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know op- who the U.S. used to get along with that they don't now, besides <laughs> everybody. But uh, you, the next one is you tattoo you. And lastly, we'll do, uh, yeah, we'll do that one. We'll do uh, Enter the Hollow Deck. Ooh. I mean, okay. I'm, I think I'm going to go with the tattoo one because the Hollow Deck, like, we do lots of techie stuff. And that's a techie thing. And, you know, presumably there's some sort of technology attached to all three of these. But, but I don't know. Like, I have tattoos. You don't have tattoos by the sheer merit of the fact that you would pass out when the first, <laughs> like first dot was done. with a needle thousands done. of times does yeah. not entertain me. <laughs> That's not your idea of a Saturday afternoon. So I'm going to go with a tattoo one. Okay. All right. The other two options then. Uh, the U.S., uh, they're they're jumping on the uh, the moon bang bandwagon along with... India and Russia and China and everyone else. They uh, on January eighth they uh, they sent a rocket with mm-hmm. a lo- lunar lander up in space. Mm-hmm. Okay, is this NASA? This is, this is NASA. Yep. Okay, gonna gonna go back to their old love, the moon. So what's 
What's the deal with NASA? Because wasn't there a point in time, like 10 years ago or something, where it had come out that like NASA was done or whatever. Like they weren't, they were just, we're like, eh, we're not going to, we're not going to launch any more shuttles. Like we're retiring the space program because we don't care anymore or Uh, something. They were, they are retiring. They retired their space shuttle. Yeah. But they weren't retiring the space program. Oh, okay. It was just like, Like, it was just like, Hey, we're moving past this tech. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Like, because they've outs they've outsourced a lot of their 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 rocket launching stuff to SpaceX right. recently in recent years. Right. So I don't know what their plans are for. I'm not that into NASA knowledge to know what their plans are for future space shuttle right. launches. And the spa- the space shuttle was the one that kind of just looked like a passenger airplane, right? Yeah. Yeah. The big white yeah. kind of winged thing that landed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they they launched on January eighth. They launched this uh, space shuttle. Okay. But this this there's more to this story because shortly after launching and uh, getting their sensor readings back, they realized there was a catastrophic failure in their uh, mm-hmm. propellant system. They lost a lot of fuel, and now they can't land on the moon. <laughs> and and Tom Hanks has already been contracted to do the film. Yeah, as play the robot. Yeah, yeah. all's okay. not lost okay. though. The engineers and scientists, being who they are, they just they've they literally just turned everything on inside the 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 rocket and then the lander to collect as much data as they can. So it's not right. completely useless. So it's kind of cool. Anyway. But it's also not coming back home. No, probably not. And it's probably right, not okay. landing on the moon. <laughs> no, All right. Okay. And then the holodeck one. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about the consumer electronics show. Uh, there's right. uh, more stuff coming out about that because it's not just a one day thing. It's like a week long deal. So there's more stuff hitting the news feeds that uh, is pretty cool. And there's this like. It's not a hollow deck. It's more like a hollow box. <laughs> they're pretty okay. big. Um, you look it up on your own time. They're they're pretty cool. But like they apparently show like a holographic image inside the box. So pretty cool. Imagine like a big. Uh, it's probably looks like it's probably like two by two box that's six to eight, six or seven feet tall. Okay. Anyway. Okay. But then you choose I'm looking at to- pictures I'm looking at pictures that NASA has taken right now. Did you know your anus is covered in ice? Uh, mine's covered in hair. Uh, anyways, I chose the one about <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> you did. Tattoos. So again, this is another cons- uh, consumer electronics show 2024 uh thing. Uh, okay. So there's a uh, some company, uh, what's the name of the company here? Uh, home appliance. Uh, no, this is home appliance category. Printer M Plus. Uh, just uh, is showing off their their portable. It's essentially just a portable printer. So it doesn't. There's no needles involved in this. It, uh, but it's like a a printer that you like. You can print stuff on your skin, on your hair. I don't know if it prints anything on. 
paper, but uh, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, pretty. It sounds like this could be neat. one step closer to you getting a tattoo. Well, t- a temporary tattoo, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're moving. We're moving in the right direction. You can wake up in the morning and print whatever you want on your body. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's um, pretty neat. I knew a girl in high school that, speaking of like temporary, you know, appearance alteration, I knew a girl in high school that would come to school, you know, and and three times a week, the highlights in her hair, like brightly colored, you know, we were like the punk kids, brightly colored highlights in her hair would be a different color than they had been the day before. And she used to color her hair using bingo dabbers. So she would just take like a bingo dabber and like oh, yeah. run it on her hair. And she was like, and it's totally great because I'm like not frying my hair at all. And then like three years later, her hair had the consistency of like Play-Doh. Like it was just like she had no choice but to shave her head and start over. Really? Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. Hair yeah. color is never good for you. This thing's not very big. Like you're not printing like a full sleeve with the, on your arm. Well, size is not. But like you could always what matters. Bring it to. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, just yeah. like yeah, a little handheld. Yeah, you could you okay. could take it. Prinkle. You could, you could do like you know Canada Day celebrations and print like really. You know, like the kids get the fake tattoos on their cheeks and arms and stuff. Yeah, and if you wanted to be you controversial, could like, you could really fly through kids printing temporary tattoos on them. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We find out in two years that this thing causes cancer. <laughs> two years. I give it two years. Yeah, it's possible. I suppose <laughs> they say it's completely <laughs> it washable. Seems very so, possible. But. I don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything causes cancer, man. Uh, Everything. Anyway. All right. Cool. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into our our movie news topics for today. Now, we're going to start things off with uh, I don't I, Marvel. Marvel can't seem to to make up their minds about anything. And and we talked about this last week. We talked about the Daredevil Marvel is the is the Netflix show Daredevil. And that universe canonical or is it not? Is it part of canon? Is that part of the sacred timeline of the MCU? And I want to refresh people's memory because when when Charlie Cox was first cast as Daredevil in the MCU, right? Not talking about the Netflix show. I'm talking about his appearance as Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm talking about his appearance as Daredevil in She-Hulk and now um, appearing in uh, Echo. Right. When that when that casting first happened, you can and this is not a secret. You can go back on the internet, on YouTube, you can search up the the interviews that happened. Charlie did several interviews where he was very very clear. This is different. This is this is something different. 
this is not it's it's like the Netflix Daredevil, but it's not the Netflix Daredevil. He was very clear about that. He was very, very, very clear. Right. But this that also would have been under the former writers and directors that are no longer working on the Daredevil. Sure. No, 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 no. Sure. (laughs) For sure. But when when Daredevil, when Charlie Cox was first introduced as Daredevil in the actual MCU, it, it was they were very, very clear about the fact that this is not the same thing. Right. And this was long before there was a Daredevil show announced for the MCU. This was all before that. But it was like, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm here. It's me. Deal with it in true um, Don Cheadle style. But also he said, you know, but but it's it's very similar to but it's it's not the same. This is something different. And then again, we saw Vincent D'Onofrio show up in in um, Hawkeye with a kingpin that there were some contradictions there was between the character that he was playing in Hawkeye and the kingpin that he played in Daredevil. And it seemed pretty clear and obvious. Okay. It's not the same. Yeah. It's Vincent D'Onofrio and yeah, he's playing kingpin, but it's not the same kingpin. This is, this is different. It feels different. It seems different. And everyone's saying, everyone attached to these projects is saying, yeah, it's not it's not the same thing. Now, we talked last week because some bigwig at Marvel said, yeah, you know, I, you know, we, we acknowledge that we kind of played it pretty loosey-goosey in terms of really giving anyone any information in terms of where those shows fell within canon. Um... But now, you know, I now that we've had time to see how well it integrates and stuff like that, we, you know, I, me, me alone, me and nobody else, feel pretty confident in saying that, yes, this is a part of the, the Netflix Daredevil show is a part of the MCU sacred timeline. Now, the other thing that, that had kind of happened that made it seem like, okay, you know what, this it, it's not, it isn't, it's not the same thing, was when the actors that played Karen and Foggy from the Netflix Daredevil show said, yeah, we're not, we haven't, they're shooting. They're shooting and, and we haven't been approached. We're not in it. Right? And so then it seemed like, okay, cool. Like this is, yeah, they're kind of rebooting it. They're doing something different. They're going in a different direction. Now, Let me jog your memory a little bit further, because it wasn't that long ago that you and I reported that they had taken the Daredevil show back to the drawing board. They had already started shooting, and it came out that they were scrapping everything they had, and they were going back to the writing room, and they were starting over, because they didn't like what they had. Right, They're watching the dailies, they're piecing it together, they're figuring out, they're getting an idea of how this looks, and they're like, no, we got to start over, right? We, get, we, we can't, we got to rewrite this thing. We have to completely rework it from the ground up. Well, it would seem now that that was probably the pivot point, right? My, because we've now, we now have reports that both Foggy and Karen... And the actors that played them in the Netflix show will be appearing. 
and that they're coming in. They're going to be a part of this thing now. In some fashion, yeah. In some fashion. And and so it's it's kind of come out now that, yes, this, that the, the Netflix Daredevil verse is canon. Sort of. Because they're going to Star Wars the hell out of this thing. <laughs> right? They are, they're saying... Basically, what they're saying here is the Netflix Daredevil show is canon, but not everything that happened in those shows is canon, right? They're going to kind of pick and choose. They're going to go through and and make some decisions about, well, yeah, that's great. Yep, that and that, but no, not Iron Fist, <laughs> right? Or whatever it is, yeah. not, not this, not that. Um, but those things are, and I'm willing. I'm willing to bet that 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 decision, that change, because make no mistake, it it, it is a 180. Because there was a point in time where they were very clear that the Charlie Cox Daredevil was not the same Daredevil, right? This is a different Daredevil. And now they've pulled a 180, and they're saying no, it is the same Daredevil. And I'm willing to bet that that decision either caused or was caused by and went hand in hand with that big rework that they did. Right. That, that they were like, okay, you know what? Let's rework this thing. And like that guy said last week, now that we've had time to, you know, kind of stand back and analyze this, I, I see no reason why it couldn't be. I see no reason why it couldn't be a continuation of what we saw on Netflix. Um, so to make, to make it clear, because at this point, like up until now, you and I have been on different sides of the fence and we've been just kind of watching that pendulum swing back and forth a little bit. Oh, this is in my favor. I think it's a different, I think, I think it's a different daredevil. And then you're like, no, I think it's the same daredevil. And the pendulum is kind of swung back and forth. I think this argument is settled now. I think that it is now official that it is the same Daredevil. However, I don't think that this is a, a, a victory or a defeat for either of us because we were kind of both right. It wasn't. And when I was saying it wasn't originally, I mean, there's been a period of time now where obviously the decision was made behind the scenes that, okay, now it is. Um, and I was still towing the company line for no, it isn't. But originally, no, it wasn't. But now it is, sort of. Most of it, some of it, a lot of it. It's not, it's not a bad decision, right? It's not a bad decision. People know and love the, the Netflix Daredevil. The only thing that's going to come, that this will really come down to, and... I think what they've they've done. I've still. I got to admit, we're probably two weeks out, anyways, from reviewing it because I'm as behind as dirt right now. Um, I haven't seen any of the Echo Show yet, but everything that we had seen in that, like that, really like R-rated, like you probably have to adjust your parental settings on Disney Plus to watch this show trailer that came out. Disney's willing to go violent <laughs> they're willing to go intense with mm -hmm. their disney plus mcu shows which is 
I think, a good sign for this Daredevil show because that was one of our big things, right? We're like, well, it's gonna it's gonna feel very different because because what we got from Netflix was gritty and it was bloody and it was it was violent. It was you know it was it was they weren't pulling punches at all. And at the time, we were looking at everything we'd gotten from Marvel and and in the form of Disney Plus streaming shows, and we're like, well, clearly they're not going to. It's not, they're not going to do that, so uh, it's not going to feel the same. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. I still don't think they're going to use the same sort of foul language that you were seeing a lot of the time in the Netflix one, um, but I think you may get more of that gritty violence stuff if Echo is any indicator. Um, it also just makes the MCU that much bigger now. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, you know, they've just added seasons upon seasons upon seasons of television go, if go you wanted to get caught up yeah. and see the full picture. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like, it's it is just so much. Anyways, Carl, you hear this. You hear that Foggy and Karen, Foggy Nelson and Karen Page are, in fact, going to be um, a part of the the daredevil that's happening within the MCU and that the Netflix show at least in some capacity is in fact canon what are your thoughts on this um yay <laughs> and I win no <laughs> <laughs> no you're absolutely right like if you're not going to take it in full, at least don't write it off completely, right? Like, right. take take what did work, bring it into canon, make it make it real, right? And like a lot of amazing groundwork was laid, with the exception of a show that will not be named. <laughs> did you like Luke Cage though? I did. I liked the first season. The second season, I felt okay. struggled and had a weird ending. But uh, Jessica Jones okay. was just really good, beginning to end as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that other one, the ugly redheaded stepchild. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but but it's um, yeah. yeah, like there's good stuff to draw from there, and the actors did bang up jobs portraying their characters. So. Yeah, this is great news, I think. They did recast apparently the hammer. You know, right. <laughs> from yep. Fisk the that Wilson Fisk used to kill his dad. <laughs> For those out of you the know, room, I sent you know, a meme to Brady that apparently they they must do like a flashback to a scene in the Daredevil show where Fisk kills you know his what dad we with a hammer and the hammer's different in Echo. Yeah, you you know what we need though? We need I need a, like an official release with a document on it now that says fr like from Kevin Feige. I need Kevin Feige's letterhead. <laughs> this and it needs this is to canon. say this is not this is canon and this is not because yeah. You get into the world of the Netflix Daredevil show, and you're like, okay, we've got Netflix, we've got Dare, or with with Netflix, we've got okay, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, it's Punisher, follow along for sure, and the Defenders, which was kind of like their 
Avengers. Yeah. Right. It was, we're all going to come together and yeah. And so uh, it's like, well, okay, but how far now, like if I'm going back and I'm wanting to get caught up, you know, refreshed so that I'm all caught up for this MCU, what is the assignment? What is optional reading and is actually just going to serve to confuse me if I watch it and, and take it as gospel and what is gospel, right? What is the stuff that I'm supposed to take and go, okay, here's the backstory, right? So I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, it's yeah. Which the fact that just the fact that Kingpin didn't have superpowers in, in Daredevil. He has superpowers, man. Go, go back and watch that. When's the last time you watched Hawkeye? It's been a while, but he he's an exceptionally strong individual. Even the comics. In the comics, he doesn't have superpowers, but he's like the peakest of peak physical condition without having superpowers. And he's but he's but in the comics, he's kind of he seems like he's got powers, but he doesn't. So they're just portraying him the way he is in the comics. He's just at peak uh-huh. physical condition. Uh huh. Plus, <clears throat> like, if you want to, if you want to, if you're like going to point at something like he got shot with an arrow. No, um, he gets shot with a desert eagle. First of all, have you have you seen, um, the Daredevil Netflix show? That I have. His suit isn't just a normal suit. His suit is literally bulletproof. Okay, he gets hit by a speeding car which throws him through a storefront and he gets up a couple of seconds later completely unscathed. Like he is, he is like a a, a car hit alone. Forget the fact that he's sent flying through a storefront. A car hit alone that even if it somehow didn't kill him, would have broken both his legs and a couple of ribs. And he gets up completely unscathed, has this whole fight. The episode ends with him getting shot point blank, at the very least in the chest, with a like serious pistol. I don't and know how to fine. relate that one in Echo. <laughs> That's superpowers. But he doesn't have superpowers. He just He's be- got something. Dude, we're talking about a world where... Hawkeye and Black Widow, who are just normal humans, and are, are standing um, next well, to Hawkeye is normal humans. human. No, no, Black uh, Hawkeye is normal human. Black Widow was trained in the Red Room. She's she's she, still human. She doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, no, but that's a whole different level of like of training, and you know, she's a Black <laughs> Widow <does>. assassin. <laughs> oh, so so. Black Widow can get away with it, but not not Kingpin. <laughs> well, it's no different than being like me? no, no, no. But it's no different than like you know you have someone like Talia Al Ghul, the daughter of Ra's Al Ghul, the 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 one of the heads, the head heir apparent. If Bruce says no to the League of Assassins, that's cut from a different cloth than. Your average Joe assassin fighting. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
there's there's right anyways. and and Hawkeye is cut from a different cloth. That's why he can hit anything with a bow and arrow or a bottle cap or whatever the hell he's he wants to throw or shoot or whatever. Well, and that's cocaine. Kingpin is also cut from a different cloth, which is why he's so durable and strong. Yeah, I don't he's know. Still I think human. He's got superpowers. Dude, we'll see. The argument. We're talking about a, a comic book show. <laughs> like, listen, the debate has disbelief. The debate has changed. We have put to rest whether or not Daredevil is canon. What we have not put to rest is just how enabled, enhanced rather, is Kingpin, and we will. That'll be the new. The pendulum has the new, has the new has pendulum, not the new pendulum. or is. <laughs> I'm swinging right. not. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, also Marvel, but kind of not Marvel. Sony Marvel, but also post credit scene MCU. Who knows? Um, Venom three. Venom three is a film that we know is coming. We've known for a little while. Um, feels like forever ago now we, we covered that there, you know, Tom Hardy had shot like an Instagram reel or something from the set of Venom 3. Listen, unpopular opinion. I like the Venom movies. I do. I really, I really like the first one. I love the first one. The first one's so good. Second one wasn't as good, but I still liked it. I still had a lot of fun with Venom Let There Be Carnage. Venom 3 is coming. It's coming soon. And Sony just did a, um, a, you know, uh, uh, their own little panel, their, like, iPhone reveal, their lineup, their whole, like, this is what's coming. Um, And in that, they unveiled the official logos for several films, for six upcoming films. One was Bad Boys 4. You and I have some catching up to do. We have to watch Bad Boys 3. Actually, we probably have to at this point. It's been like 12 years since you and I sat down and watched the first two. We probably have to do like a Bad Boys-a-thon um, and, and culminate it with Bad Boys 3. And then you and I will be all set up and ready to go for Bad Boys 4. Um, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, which was a logo we'd already seen in the trailer. Um, Craven the Hunter, which was a logo we had already seen in the, the trailer. Madam Web, we had already seen in the trailer. Uh, we got the, the logo for the new Karate Kid that's coming. The one where it's like, okay, it's it's the multiverse Karate Kid film where the, the Jackie Chan one is apparently now officially canon within the original Karate Kid universe and that movie's coming and okay whatever um so we got that logo Eh, it's just a karate kid logo it's nothing nothing spectacular um but we also got the logo for venom 3 now it is just the word venom it's the same venom logo that we've seen from the other two films but the three the three seems to be giving away who the villain is going to be in Venom 3. Uh, And that, of course, if you've seen any of the articles popping up, the memes on social media or whatever, all signs are kind of pointing to Toxin, 
which is, of course, another symbiote within the Spider-Man Venom world universe. The most popular. What? You don't see the logo? I no, I see the logo, but I don't see how you're draw how people are drawing toxin from that three. I mean, I don't I, get it. it like, I don't just by looking at it, but everybody has drawn that, and and so there must be people out there who are. Well, I know there's people out there who are more <laughs> versed in their symbiote knowledge than I am. Um, so that's yeah. So I like, don't I'm know. not super versed in all this. Some of this new, a lot of the symbiotes kind of pass current like toxin i'm not super familiar with any any venom i'm not super familiar i know i know enough about them to know of them but like you look at pictures there's like 40 of them you look at pictures of toxin well they did a huge symbiote storyline in marvel comics about a year probably two or three years ago now where they they even delved down to like who created them like the god venom i can't remember what's his name Right. And and stuff like that. anyway, <clears throat> like Toxin as a character looks like Venom. His up but his upper half is red and is it looks like he's wearing like black sorry, and he looks like his bottom half is kind of black or dark blue or whatever. Right. So like, I don't how does that look like Toxin? I don't get it. But anyway, go on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the red, right? Maybe yeah. it's the red. I, I but anyways, Big so in the comics, like what I do know is as as is the case with many of the symbiotes, there have been throughout the comic book runs there have been different hosts for those symbiotes. But the first one in the comics and the most popular one, the one that you know everyone identifies, is in fact the cop Patrick Mulligan. Now Patrick Mulligan has been a reoccurring character in the Venom films, and we did see, I mean, it it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, because at the end of Venom Let There Be Carnage, this was kind of set up already, right? We see the the symbiote attach itself to Mulligan in a little bit of a tease, and we're like, ooh, it's going to be... Maybe that's where they're pulling it from, then. Right. So, but, and so here's the thing. So I hear this news. Toxin's probably going to be the villain of Venom 3. And my only response, my response is not, ooh, that's amazing. My response is not, my response is, again? Again? We're doing, it's, it's, it's just symbiote versus symbiote again? I don't know. Like, in the first Venom, Who's the villain? It's um, uh, Rampage. Oh, Rampage, right? Rampage is the okay, great, sure, makes sense. Even in Venom Two, right? <clears throat> Carnage is like is a popular. He's like the arch nemesis in a lot of ways to Venom. Okay, great, right? It makes sense. And you've got Woody Harrelson in there playing. You know, okay, fine. But the third time around, we can't pull any other villains out of the Spider-Man rogues gallery. We have to stick with symbiotes. No, like, we've got becoming... to give them all their own show. Oh, my God. It's just like at this point, I'm just like it. Honestly, it's hurting my anticipation for this. 
because I'm just like, well, I, we've seen this. We've seen this. It's just, it's just special effects CGI pornography. And the CGI has always been done well in the Venom films, right? I'm not like, oh, it's just going to be ridiculous to look at. No, I mean, it's cool. They're fun fights. But I just don't get why, at this point, you don't introduce someone else, right? Like, clearly at this point, I don't know that Venom is ever... I don't know that we're ever going to see Tom Hardy's Venom face off against a Spider-Man. Right, I I just don't know that that's going to happen. Well, that would have been a far more interesting uh, storyline is to, sure. to like introduce either, uh, yeah. I don't know if you do um, MCU you Spider Man Tom Holland, but well, and I I think that's the problem, right? <sighs> I think that's why they're not doing it is because Sony I don't think knows what they're doing with Spider Man right now, right. right? Because we you know after Spider Man, um, Far From Home after the second Spider Man happened, there was that whole thing where where you know Spider Man was going back to Sony, yeah. Right, the deal with Marvel had ended, and Tom Holland was still potentially going to be Spider-Man, but that Spider-Man was no longer going to be a part of the MCU, and he was going to live in, um, he was going to live at Sony, and and so we, and and then they extended it, right? They extended it for, and I can't remember what the terms were, but it was like at least one more film. And so that was when all the speculation when Spider-Man No Way Home was coming was I myself and I think many others, like, look at the title, No Way Home. So that so they're going to use this film to somehow suck Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, out of the MCU universe, stick him into the Morbius... Um, Venom verse, and he will have no way to get back home. That's just where he'll be now. Yeah, right. That would have been ideal. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't, and they didn't do that, which is yeah. fine because I'm all for another MCU Spider-Man movie, especially the way they set everything up at the end of the last one. But I think Sony's sitting there right now, like, <clears throat> okay, we have the Miles Morales thing that we're doing. It was animated and it's great and everyone loves that. So we're we're kind of putting all of on the Spider-Man front. We're putting all of our energy into that while we sit around with our thumbs up our asses making movies that don't make sense, like Madam Web. Craven. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm I'm still I'm excited for the Craven one. Uh, I, I look. I know. I know. You know. You look at it and you're like, well, this doesn't seem like the Craven. I know what is going on, but it's. I mean, the guy bites the other guy's nose off. Right, like that. It's. I'm still. I'm like. This is. This is cool, um, but I. Uh, I don't know. So, but I think Sony's sitting there going, "Well, what do we want to do?" Because the MCU is probably going to make another Spider-Man. We think you know maybe that deal's still in place. Maybe they're making plans to do a Spider-Man four. There's been a lot of rumors going around that that's what's going to happen. Um, it's certainly set up in a way that, that, that would make sense for them to do it. But then I think Sony's sitting there going, well, do we really want to introduce a fourth live action Spider-Man 
if in five years time, right? If we introduce one now and we get one film out and then this whole thing comes to a crashing end with Marvel and then all of a sudden we have the Tom Holland Spider-Man at our disposal, then, well, then what? Right? So I think they're sitting there like, well, we're not going to use the Tom Holland one because we don't want to mess up anything that Marvel's doing, but we also don't want to introduce our own because you know in in a way we kind of have this tom holland guy sitting in our back pocket ready for whenever marvel's done making spider-man magic because all the spider-man movies have been great right say what you will say what we will about marvel and and how they've been doing up until this point the spider-man movies have been on point so i don't know i don't know i i think that's why right now yeah. We're not seeing that. I don't know the reasoning for why we got that little... Like, they they set up Tom Hardy in the MCU with that post credit scene. And then just sucked him back. <laughs> and then sucked him back, but then left some... Sim- they're like, okay, we're sucking yeah. him back because we don't yeah. want to do that, but we also want to not completely close off all possibilities right. of doing something well, because we're going to leave a little piece of symbiote here. Right. And... Depending on how true to the comics they get, that does have interesting implications. Because in the comics, the symbiotes are sure. a form of a hive mind, which they kind of start touching on in that those post-credit scenes. Um, but they don't have a lot of time to get in it. But essentially, they're a hive mind. They have shared memories and experiences uh, across each other, uh, which which ties them into um, Null, who's who's the guy was talking uh, alluding to earlier i looked him up, looked up the name so i could remember and null is the god who created them he's god of the abyss right. in marvel who's who's uh constantly fighting against the light quote unquote so i mean that this i think if they're not going to do spider-man they should at least start driving into the, the null storyline the king in black comic book line that, right. they, that Marvel did, which was fantastic. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm happy. To, uh, I, if they bring Toxin in, Toxin's not necessarily a villain, right? No, he, but I mean, he's, neither he's more is Venom of an antagonist at this point. than he is a or a protagonist more than he is an antagonist. So, if if it if this is if Toxin is going to be in this film i don't see him as a villain like why would he be a villain he he's the offspring of carnage right i'm just looking at the wiki here and he's 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 been a ally to spider-man and venom right is considered to be a considered to be their ally so like how do you i don't know i feel like if you write him as the Unless somehow he does a face turn halfway through the film because there's another antagonist, I don't know. Anyway, there's lots there's lots of um, symbiotes that can be played with in the Venom verse within the comics, drawn from the comics, and I don't know. We'll see. I'm just over it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, I'm just okay. over it, man. I'm over I this, don't, this. I don't see it being amazing. No, but whatever. Like it's it's just <laughs> at this point, it's like yeah, I don't know. 
I'm so, I'm so over. I'm so over the symbiote versus symbiote thing. It's just, it's, it's done. It's tired. We've done it. We've seen it. We've done it. We've done it twice now. Let's yeah. move on. Okay, speaking of moving on, w- there's a new trailer out. The first trailer. There's two for we're gonna do. The continuation of the deal between Adam Sandler and Netflix. Listen, Adam Sandler is when Adam Sandler is is on the mark, he's gold. Right? Eight Crazy Nights, Fifty First Dates, Mr. Deeds, Big Daddy, Billy Madison, Uncut Happy Gems. Gilmore, yeah, Uncut Gems. Well, and that's so that's moving into his like non comedic <clears throat> sort of realm. Right? But like grown ups, these are all great Adam Sandler projects. But then you also have things like That's My Boy and what was the uh, Jack and Jill? Or something. Even Click was yeah. good. Click was great. Um, and and uh, Hubie, Hubby, Hubie Halloween or whatever that I like yeah. came out two years ago, three years ago, and I I put it on for three minutes, and I was like, <laughs> nope. And I was like, no, this is that stupid. This is that stupid flavor of Adam Sandler. <laughs> and so Adam Sandler has been making these. Like, hang on, list of Adam Sandler Netflix movies. Because he's been doing this, yeah, Sandy Wexler, Murder Mysteries, Ridiculous Six, Hustle. Murder Mysteries is fun. It's not bad, yeah. Um, You know, but he's been doing these, the do-over, he's been doing these Netflix movies. And some of them are okay, some of them are garbage and and you know and and you can those are up for debate right all film is subjective you can you know uh, i liked it you didn't you liked it i didn't whatever what isn't up for debate is that this deal the reason why adam sandler is continuing to do these netflix movies is because it, they're making him an absolute killing yeah, <laughs> this is Netflix a great deal for him. Association. Yeah, it's a great deal financially for, for everybody all around. And so he's continuing to do it. And he's going to continue to do it. And, and, and that kind of makes sense. So the new trailer's out for the newest one in the pantheon of Adam Sandler Netflix originals called Spaceman. And the first... 80% of the trailer seems like it's one of his dramatic roles. Like it's kind of in line with the uncut gems thing. And although the, the trailer never takes like an absolute comedic turn, it, it kind of veers away from like serious sci-fi turn when all of a sudden we have like it's, princess it's a, whoever she is sitting on a log in the woods it's got like this weird space odyssey vibe but instead of instead of the guy kind of going a little bit loopy in the rope there's a robot trying to talk to him or whatever talk to him it's he's going a little loopy and a yeah. spider shows up a giant spider a giant <laughs> a space yeah. spider it feels to me Without the, without the jokes in the trailer, that th- this would be the difference. 
it has a very like Adam project kind of feel to it, right? That it's like it's sci-fi fantasy kind of goofy like it, it just feels like it has a lot of the same sensibilities as something like the atom project did um with ryan reynolds which was obviously more of a direct comedy because it's ryan reynolds and it's just what he does um look i i don't think i don't think this is going to be another uncut gems but I don't think it looks bad either, right? There are some Adam Sandler trailers you watch and you go, oh, okay. You know, like I said, this is the flavor of Adam we're getting in this one. And it's, no, yeah, I don't yeah. know. This one, he, he doesn't, he, he's a little more dramatic in it, right? It, it's not this like over the top kind of like, <laughs> Adam Sandler that you sometimes get and you're like uh, okay small doses <laughs> that's that's funny in small doses not when it's the whole film um god I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry was another great one um but yeah so I I think it I, I think it looks good right I, I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler fan I'm not one of those guys there's plenty of films that they've done in this Netflix thing that I just simply haven't watched um, and, and, you know, don't care to, if someone put it on, I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, no, I don't, I really don't want to watch that. I would watch it, but I'm just, I'm not seeking these out on my own. Um, and this one probably falls into the same category. Like I'm not marking this one on my calendar by any means, but I don't think it looks bad. I think that this could be one of the better Netflix Adam Sandler movies that he's done. Anyways, Carl, you've you've seen the trailer. And I know that because I sent it to you. I did see it. Yes, I watched. And you're it. No, you're notorious for even if I don't send you things, you're like, well, I'm going to Google it and find it myself. Um, <laughs> bastard. Um, oh, what are your thoughts on this? Are are you even a, like are you a big Adam Sandler guy? Um, I, and and regardless, what do you think of this trailer? I'm I'm a good few minutes older than you, so I think it's safe to say I probably grew up on Adam Sandler more than you did. Uh, right. I don't right. know. I mean, I had, I had the big daddy DVD or DVD VHS right. as but a like, kid. And I watched that a lot. As, I grew up on his SNL stuff. And yeah, then, his rise then he got the, fired. Through man. The, that doesn't count. Cinema, uh, cinema with happy Gilmore and, and, this, and all that. Um, like, so I like me some Adam Sandler. And I will agree with you that sometimes some of the stuff goes a little far. Uh, yeah. Such as the uh, Halloween one, Hubie's Halloween. And it's a little hard I think to watch. Jack and Jill is the big I never is the big one that everyone references. That <laughs> no, it's just stupid. But um yeah, I like when he hits it hits like whatever when when Adam Sandler works on a project and, he, and he's really like in the zone it's fire yeah. it's fire oh yeah um and oh man i watched this really interesting video essay on adam sandler's kind of recent works oh, about a year ago shortly after or, at, or, or around hubie halloween coming out yeah <laughs> And it kind of went into like how a lot of 
his characters and his the films that he makes, his characters have like a, an underlying theme to them of like an immature person going through the course of the film and learning what it means to grow up and be responsible. And by right. the end, there's kind of this change in who they are and how they act. So, and, and he, the, the person that did the, this video essay kind of like was saying how like the guy from uncut gems is, is the exact same character on that underlying tone. He's a very immature, selfish person. The same way right. the guy, the the guy from, um, what's the one where he plays the rich kid that's got to go back to school? Um, Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. He's a, he's the same guy on with the underlying yeah. kind of tones, right? Immature, selfish, doesn't care about other people, and then by the end, but the un, in uncut gems, it it he it ends up. He's like, there is no turn. He's just as selfish at the beginning as he is at the end. Right. And it ends up costing, spoiler, five, four, three, two, one, his life. <laughs> right. Um, so, and then, like, the video essay kind of hits on, like, he, the guy kind of surmised at the end of his thing that he believes people aren't respecting, like, Adam's work. And he made made Hubie Halloween as like a middle finger to those people that don't, <laughs> don't right. take him seriously. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll just do whatever the hell I want. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah. But he's, so I don't think Hubie Halloween is his best work. I don't think he ever intended it for it to be his best work. He just wanted to get together with a bunch of buddies and make something stupid. Well, and, and, and that's what he does. And, like, my question then for you is, like, because I'm looking at the cast of the Spaceman movie, right? And there are some... Right. There, there's some names in this, right? Paul Dano's in it. Um, Carrie Mulligan. There's um, uh, Kunal Nayar, which played... Uh, what was his name on Big Bang Theory? Um, Raj? Yeah, Raj. Ra- yeah. yeah. Um, but what's missing from this list, <coughs> excuse me, is, you know, there's no Steve Buscemi, there's no Kevin James, there's no Rob Schneider, there's no yeah. John Stewart, right? And so I'm wondering, do Adam Sandler movies hit differently for you? Like a part of the joy, I think, for me in sitting down to watch an Adam Sandler movie a lot of the times is wondering who's Rob Schneider going to play in this one? Right. Or, or at what point is David Spade going to pop up? Cause he's got his, he's got his crew. He's got the guys yeah. that, that really some of if them, you, if you're, if you're in tight with Sa- Sandler, then you're going to be in something he's making every year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because yeah. let's face it. And, 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 you know, it's, it's maybe unpopular to say, but like, you know, Kevin James did like he had the, uh, the King of Queens, sitcom show so he he had success but people like steve buscemi and nick uh swartzen and you know uh, blake clark to an extent like some of these guys are really only working right like you know they're kind of okay okay adam you got something coming up (laughs) because what's your next thing (laughs) 
bills are piling up here and uh we could we could use another payday um does it hit differently for you when when you know the usual suspects the lineup isn't there i don't think so no like they weren't in i don't think any of his buddies were how many of his buddies were in uncut gems with uncut gems here um i don't know if any of them were um um let's see here uncut gems uh yeah like his there's i don't see anybody at first glance no right so i mean uncut gems is also a little different because there's a lot of basketball in there and yeah sandler's a huge basketball nut so um uh wasn't the the basketball one was hustle no but Uncut Gems was about a gamble, a sports game. Right, gambler. there was still, right? yeah. He was betting yeah. on basketball games. One of the main characters was a basketball player. Uh, right. That was trying to make it big. Um, but yeah, the, the, so, I, you know, I bet you some of these people are still kind of tight with them, just not movie tight. Yeah. But it, yeah, it definitely, they definitely, you're right, though. It They... Maybe this is what hit makes them look like a movie like Uncut Gems hit different because those right. those regulars to a Sandler film aren't in it. Final final Adam Sandler question for you, and it's a big one. If you're an Adam Sandler fan, then you have to have an opinion on this. Who is the better couple? Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore or Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston? Because they're both like his leading ladies. Oh man! Well, Drew Drew Barrymore, they got. I feel like they probably have better off-screen chemistry. <laughs> right, <laughs> like they're like really tight buddy buddies. But yeah. him and Jennifer, they did, Aniston, they've they made did a blended. lot of like just looking at the filmography of Adam Sandler. One, two, I guess three, because they did two murder mysteries. Two murder must, mysteries. Yeah, they must have some. Just kind go of with it. Just awesome. go with it. Had both in it. Yeah. Right. Drew Barrymore makes an appearance in that one. I think. Uh, I think if we're let, just looking like on screen chemistry, I'd have to go with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Just but him and Jennifer Aniston seem to be tight off screen, right? Yeah. Like they. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, like they they just they seem to have closer to a matching energy i'll say i guess yeah yeah because drew's kind of got that weirdness to her goofy and and so does yeah so does adam all right moving on a second trailer (laughs) and a trailer listen listen a trailer a trailer that i initially put in (laughs) for a couple reasons one because a i genuinely think this looks good and i'm excited for it Two, because prior to watching it, I was like, oh, this will make Carl uncomfortable. He's not going to like watching this. <laughs> and then I watched the trailer and I went, okay, there will definitely be things about this that aren't Carl's cup of tea. But also, if I were ever going to get Carl to sit down and watch a horror film with me, this might be the one he would agree to because it has just enough like 
it has just enough of of the type of thing that I feel like he would be into and want to watch that maybe, I don't know. So we're talking about the trailer for Abigail. New horror film that's coming out, circling around a bunch of people in a very, like, you know, Clue Mansion, uncut, or uncut gems, uh, Knives Out, not Knives Out, Glass Onion was the one where they're all, you know, like this, this kind of like, People pulled from all different areas that are together, and and right. maybe you know you I, don't know everyone's identity, and you I, don't whatever. I want to jump in but, here. I want to sure like, um, just to kind of give like a brief synopsis of the of the trailer. The first, okay. the first, the first part of the trailer. It, um, I feel, I, I feel like that's what you're trying to do, but I feel like you're not doing it. Just, doing fine. Quite, all right, take it away, sir. So yeah, so the 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 first it's a two and a half two and a half ish minute trailer, and about the first minute of the trailer feels like uh a an abduction story. Like they abduct a little girl, she's brought to a man an old rickety mansion, and there is a gang of misfit criminals brought together to keep this girl safe until payout from rich daddy comes. Yeah. So it seems yeah. like kind of an actiony it's going to be an actiony thing. But then it But also it, that it like starts, mystery thriller. Yeah. But then it starts the the pre, the pre, like the premise very quickly and obviously changes to something that's maybe a little bit more ghostly. Or gas, like scary, creepy. Yeah. The mansion starts doing things, and doors and windows start opening and closing, and gets creepy. But then yeah. there's like a big reveal, right? About in the last third of the trailer, the trailer in itself is almost a movie. <laughs> like it almost. takes you on a journey. Yeah. And then it's revealed that this little girl is actually is a vampire. A vampire, and you're not, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of comes out that <laughs> moment when she says, I'm sorry. F I'm sorry for what's about to happen to you. Right. Right. Before she like turns and the reveal happens that like yeah. she's creepy at creepy AF. Yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, like I said, I sent this to you kind of being like, oh, Carl's going to hate this. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, hang on a second. Carl might watch this. I might get Carl to watch this with me. Good golly. Listen, I think this trailer looks amazing. I think it is. It's a. It feels unique, right? Like I'm watching the trailer and I'm not like, oh, this is just like blank. Um, it feels certainly it has familiar elements to it. I mean, I, I don't think you can do a movie these days that doesn't have familiar elements to it. Um, but it's, it also does a good job of sort of carving its own path. At least that's what the trailer conveys. Carl, you saw the trailer. Um, are you, you going to watch this with me? What are your thoughts? Uh, so you keep calling this a horror film. Well, and I would classify it as a monster film. Well, okay, that's fine. But so, okay, but yeah, monster I'm films. Watch it. I will watch a monster flick. <laughs> right, but mo monster films 
are also monster films are kind of a subgenre of the horror yeah, genre. They, they can nowadays. have horror elements. Yeah. 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 But uh, which this one definitely does. Right. Like the but film, the difference between just a straight up, you know, you see like a, a, a Godzilla movie is a monster movie, but then there's an, and not a horror movie. But I think the difference is, is that this is a monster movie that, at least judging from the trailer, is clearly intended to make you uncomfortable at times. To, yeah. you know, make well, you feel tense. It, and, it's, and it, that's due to the nature of the monster that we're, we're using as... Yeah. Little girl that's a vampire. You yeah. know, the whole little girl thing well, is creepy to begin with. in general are an uncomfortable yeah. monster when you portray them properly and not like sparkly glowy vampires hey now <laughs> um so you like, the, like yeah, it or hate it what she did with that franchise was business genius <laughs> she yeah some, something happened there <laughs> uh but so, so yeah this is uh this looks like a great vampire monster flick and i would be down for watching this all so, right and yeah cool. the trailer the trailer does what a trailer should do it hypes you up if you're into horror or monster flicks or just like really tense drama and don't mind a little gore. This, this thing looks like a lot of fun. And the trailer All right, there I, I, look, it was a, that's that. a pleasant surprise to me. Cause yeah. again, I sent it to you, uh, you know, I thought, like, I thought when you, when I, when I started watching it and I was like, Oh, okay. This is some kind of action thing. Oh no. Okay. This is horror. I don't, I don't know if I want to watch. Oh, it's a vampire flick. Oh, I'm all over this. Like I yeah. went through this fun little journey just watching the trailer. It was great. There was there was 10% of me that sent it to you to be a dick, to be <laughs> like, I'm going to make him watch this horror trailer. All right. Moving on to our second last topic. Deadpool 3, film that we've never talked about before. Um, no, we talk about it quite a bit. I'm so like, what? They're making a Deadpool three. This is amazing. Who's in it? In, in my <laughs> top three. Yeah. In my top three, most anticipated <laughs> films of 2024. Hands down in my top three, I would say my top three in no particular order is the new Ghostbusters. Ah, ooh, hang on. I'm going to drop the Ghostbusters out. It's like it is the closest runner-up that a runner-up could be. Beetlejuice two, Joker two, and Deadpool three, right? It's just like it's Christmas, Christmas all year, all year long for me. Um, and everyone's in it, <laughs> you know. I mean, everybody, I mean, their brother's mother. I like you know archival footage of Judy Garland playing Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz is in Deadpool three. Like it, it is just. It seems like everyone's going to be in this. Now we've had some confirmations, right? Whether they be set photos, we've seen now that Sabretooth is in it, and it looks like the Sabretooth from like the the Brian Singer X Men, the like mostly non-verbal animalistic one as opposed to the Liv Schreiber one that we got in <laughs> Who Wolverine. Are we We're going to get both versions. What are you talking Pro- about? Probably. <laughs> um, you know, Patrick Stewart has been like, hey, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> right. And 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 then Ian McKellen was like, Well, you have, can't have I can't I can't not can't do have it Patrick's doing it. I can't have Patrick show me up. Without Gandalf showing up. Right. Like it, it's just it's it's in it just seems like everyone's everyone's gonna be there. Um it's just and a then big we reunion. even you know, we know that that Jennifer Garner as Electra is going is gonna be in there, right? And I'm still holding out hope for Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I'm like, man, bring it back, do it justice. Come on. The fans, everyone likes to shit on that film, but the, the theater will explode if Ben Affleck shows up and you get John Favreau in there as foggy. Like oh, good man. lord. You know, this This film has just become it's it's both meme and wet dream all yeah. at the same time. Yep. Like yep. because there's like there was that uh quote a little while back, somebody was talking to the director about it, and he made the comment about like if if I had everybody that the internet says is in my film in my film, I'd have the greatest film of all time. Yes. <laughs> it's not possible. Like but so like it makes me wonder if if Ryan called in favors to to people who were part of X-Men past and right. just said, "Hey, can you make make a a tweet where you have mm-hmm. where where you have where you have your old storm hair and and, and say something stormy just to get coming. just to get the rumor mill going. Just, to, just to get the rumor you know what i mean like how much of this is ryan jo- ryan i was gonna say ryan johnson <laughs> ryan just like stirring the pot because he knows the people. fans will eat it up like yeah this is either gonna like either all these rumors are true and they really do have the greatest casting of all time <laughs> or this is the greatest PR slash marketing campaign in cinematic history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds, right? So a, a top notch marketing campaign, you would expect nothing less. Yeah. That's who he is. Um, well, the one person, not the one person, one of the people we, we haven't seen in a set photo and the rumors I feel like have been relatively light on has been the other Professor X, James McAvoy, who obviously played Professor X in First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. And showed up in X-Men t- or Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Yeah, right? Which is an important Just a thing to miss note. It moment, but it's still there. And so he was asked, he was on a red carpet and he was asked, hey, kind of seems like everyone's in this movie. What about you, James? And the response that James said was, anything I say will get me in trouble. I've had no contact with them. If they want me to come back, they need to talk to me and need a good script. I'm not saying anything. Now, it would not be the first time, looking at you, Andrew Garfield, (laughs) 
that an actor has said, look, no, I, I you know, I, if I were in it, I would tell you. Yeah. But I'm not in it. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, they haven't, like, this thing, they're well into shooting this thing, and my phone isn't rung, so clearly I'm not in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it very closely mirrors what his fellow Charles Xavier said. <laughs> in a lot of ways. However... I kind of think he's not in it. (laughs) This one I tend to believe because at this point, I mean, of the people who we know are confirmed to be in this, and it seems like everybody's in this, most people haven't been playing it that coy, right? Like some people have just kind of been, like Patrick Stewart said, They've told me to stand by, like, he he said they've contacted me, right? Several people have said, like, hey, I've been contacted. I don't know what those details look like, but I've been told to stand by. I've been told to sit by the phone, right? And so I don't know why, like, and maybe maybe James McAvoy as Professor, Professor X is a bigger deal to people than he is to me. But to me, this isn't like, if he is in it, it's not a massive, it's not, it's not this jaw-dropping cameo, right? It's not this, like, crazy, because, you know, and, and again, there are some people who would disagree, but of the two Professor X's that we've gotten, James McAvoy is the lesser iconic Professor X, right? Patrick Stewart is, is the Professor X. And so I just don't know. If you're James McAvoy, I don't know. Unless you listen to the first part of his statement, which is, look, anything I say is going to get me in trouble. I don't know why you would, I don't know. I don't know why you would say that and then end it with I'm not saying anything. Right? Like, he's kind of playing half coy. He's like, well, I can't really comment on that or I'll get in trouble. I'm not saying it anything. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <clears throat> But I will say that they haven't contacted me, and I'm not in it. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. It's, he's it's, he's kind of half coy, but then also shoots it down at the same time. I don't know. I'm it, leaning towards thinking he's not in it. Carl, what do you think? Is, is Why would you say you'd get in trouble if you say anything? If you have unless nothing you're to, in it. If you have nothing to say because they haven't contacted you, then you say, I don't know. They haven't contacted me. Like, why preface that that second sentence at all right. with because it I'll get is in trouble if I say saying something, <laughs> right? Because I need, can see being you don't need that preface. <laughs> no, I I can see being afraid of Marvel. I can I can see not being in this, but still being afraid of Marvel's lawyers and not wanting to tell people that you're not in it because that is technically like, you know, just as much as revealing that someone isn't something revealing that someone isn't is technically clearing some fog away from plot details. Right. And so I can see you, I can see you just wanting to play extra cautious and, and simple and not being in it and simply giving the response. I'm not going to say anything or I'll get in trouble. But then you wouldn't follow it up by saying, I've had no contact with them. And so that that seems weird. Yeah, I don't I agree with you. I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you say 
both. Yeah, like I, I'm I not going to say anything, in, but I'm not in it. Yeah, but, <clears throat> I think I don't know. Like, if we're doing the thing that we've been doing with these Deadpool rumors over under fifty, I say he's got to be over. Like, yeah, you have the opportunity to put two Professor X's on screen at once. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, but what is the budget for this know. film? <laughs> I don't know. Right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe their sets are going to look atrocious because they didn't spend any money on I, this Cameos this, are not free. This is, uh, I, I don't know, Brad Pitt showed up for a coffee. I assume he Brad, still got paid. Brad Pitt showed up for a coffee. That's, yeah, but I assume he still got paid. That's the story that he tells. Uh, so I don't know. Like, maybe, hit. maybe Ryan's got dirt on uh, on all, everybody in Hollywood, and uh, they're all just showing up so that uh, he doesn't spread their rumors on the internet. <laughs> Brad Pitt was paid a cup of coffee plus nine hundred and fifty six dollars for his <laughs> three second cameo in Deadpool two. So like nothing. To hang out on no. set all day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you can get people to come do cameos for less than a thousand bucks and a cup of Joe. Big name. Like, for, I say that's nothing. Like, that's a lot of money for a day's work. But for Brad oh, Pitt. But not for, that's, not, not that's in pennies. context. Yeah. yeah. Not in the context of what we're talking about. Yeah. I still say under 50%. I say there's like a 40% chance maybe that he shows up. But he was also in the last one. So I wonder then if it's like, you know, is having him show up kind of a been there, done that? I don't. I don't know. With where it seems like they're going with this story, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Moving on to our final story. Talking about big money. Talking about people in films, big names. And people that are probably going to get paid a lot of money to do movies. I'm going to set the stage here. Up until maybe two or three years ago, I had never seen the 1980s, I guess, 90s film Top Gun. And I don't, it's one of those weird things. People call, and I guess maybe it is the proper pronunciation when people say Top Gun people say top gun they say oh you know the movie top gun i'm like no it's top gun i don't know why there's like this inflection is that a thing how do you say it how do you say top gun top gun right oh uh, yeah see but then you 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 pause a little bit you've got the pause do i i i say it like it's one you say it like you and many other people now yeah i know but i say it like it's just one title Right. Instead of it's saying like, title, oh, it's, but it's the two words. <laughs> yeah. See, I say just Top Gun, and and as opposed to like an adjective and a noun, which is Top Gun, I say it's Top Gun. I don't. It whatever. It's I'm probably wrong. I admit that. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sure I am, but that's just how I say it. But I don't think anybody. So there's only a couple. I, don't, I think this is another thing that you're the only one that notices the difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. This, let, let us know in the comments. There, Listen, it was only a couple of years ago that I watched Top Gun. And 
now you're and at the time and at the time i was like you know i didn't grow up with it so the nostalgia factor wasn't there blah 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 i watched it and i was like yeah okay yeah it was good sure but but i missed i missed the boat right i missed the boat on it so i'm not like i'm not super hyped about it and i watched it in (sighs) anticipation for or in preparation with a podcast, whatever, so that Pete and I could go watch Top Gun Maverick. And Top Gun Maverick was breathtaking. Emotional, tear-jerking, just incredible. That's how you do... That's how you do a sequel 35 years later. Like, it was just nuts. And not only from like a film watching standpoint, but everything that I knew about the production and how they actually shot this and the cameras that were developed to go into the cockpit and the actors that had to learn to fly the jets and like just amazing, right? That this one film shot more footage than was shot for the entirety of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's nuts. It's nuts. They had something like 900 hours worth of footage for this film. It's nuts. Um, and, and Top Gun Maverick came out as, and it was very much marketed as, I didn't say it on the poster, but it was, you know, the, the, the era or the, the atmosphere around Top Gun Maverick was, this is, this is Maverick's swan song they're coming back we're gonna put a nice big stamp on maverick's story and show you where he's at all these years later and and you know kind of throw back to his relationship with goose and now his goose's son and and it's it's gonna be this really nice kind of well-packaged story but then top gun maverick made all the money not just a lot of money. It made all the money. And when a movie makes all the money, a studio goes, huh, what about another one? We like money. <laughs> we like the money that this one made us. Why don't we make another one? And that is exactly what is happening because it has now come out. It is official. Top Gun 3. Top Gun 3 starring Tom Cruise. Still produced by Paramount, even though Tom Cruise is over at Warner Brothers because, well, Paramount owns Top Gun still. <clears throat> yeah. But soon Warner Brothers may own Paramount, so it won't matter anyways. Um, a third Top Gun movie's coming, and it's going to start shooting, and it's in pre-production, and here comes another adventure from Maverick. And I don't know at this point what you even do (laughs) like you know do i think it makes good business sense to do a top gun maverick or top gun maverick 2 a top gun 3 whatever you want to call it Uh, it obviously obviously and it's strange for me to be saying this next part as someone who didn't feel emotionally attached to or nostalgically fond of top gun prior to like ever i've never felt that way about it top gun maverick has just got a really nice bow on it 
It's just got a really nice bow. And so now as a fan of Top Gun, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want another one. Right? Like I just, you know, the relationship was patched with him and Rooster and everything's good. And he's going to go after that girl and continue to sneak in and out of windows and <laughs> and get thrown out of bars and whatever. Like, you know, he's he's going to settle down and do the family thing. And and that's all cool and fine. And, and it's nice. It's nice. And I just don't know, you know, part of what made Top Gun Maverick so special was not just how beautiful it was to look at, but that it was, it mirrored a lot of moments. It had a lot of the same beats that Top Gun had, right? There was a lot of like, this is, this is the answer. This is the, the partner. This couples so well with the first one. You can't do that a third time. You can't play Great Balls of Fire a third time in the in the bar. You just can't before people turn on you and go, well, this is stupid. What are you doing? So I don't know. I don't know where you go. I don't know how you do a Top Gun 3. I saw someone talking about it online. It's like, okay, well, Top Gun 3, it's 10 years later. And Tom Cruise is now, Maverick is now retired. And he's the pilot of a commercial... You know, he's like Trans Am or, you know, whatever. He's flying passenger airlines. And terrorists try to take over the... And you're like, oh. Huh. That could kind of be fun, but also wouldn't feel like Top Gun. I So, I don't know. I don't know where you go. I think it makes good business sense, especially if you can get Glenn Powell and Miles Teller and, and the whole gang back. You know, I think this time, like Meg... Meg Ryan's still alive. Get Meg Ryan in there. I mean, you can't because they killed off her character. But I don't know. I I just I I just don't know. I understand why you do it, but I don't understand how you do it with a good, clean conscience. Not going like, oh, we're gonna f this up though. Like we're gonna we're gonna tarnish the story. Carl, what are your thoughts? Are you a big Top Gun fan? And and either way, regardless of whether or not, maybe you hate Top Gun. I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on a third one? Does this make sense? Is it, do you want it? Are you all, are you thirsty for more Top Gun? Or are you like, you know what? That was a nice, clean, beautiful, tied up with a bow ending and just leave it, leave it where it is. Uh, I think, well, I guess first question, uh, fan of top gun eh, yep. I, I i watched the first one a number of times growing up and well i would say i really enjoyed it i haven't seen the second one yet what yeah i thought that would shock you <laughs> did i just spoil it for you have i ruined top no, gun maverick no for you? no no it's not for me it's not one of those films that could be spoiled all right well in um, march you come over and we'll watch it i mean it's on netflix <laughs> i'm probably you know yeah might, but like i might watch yeah it but we then. can we'll but, be able to watch movies louder at my place and then you watch them at your place and i also have a tv or, that you don't have to get in behind be more, and crank be more in order to turn it on we played video games the other night i got yelled at for being too loud <laughs> for being too loud yeah and i didn't think I had we were being that loud in my defense i had headphones on and i couldn't hear the sound of my own voice so <laughs> can i tell you something your i two days ago two nights ago 
I bumped into your wife in Walmart. Yeah, I knew Did that. Did she tell you this? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, what are you doing in town? And I'm like, oh, I'm like working in town. I'm like, I've started, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Carl knows this. And your wife was like, oh, well, Carl doesn't tell me anything unless I specifically ask him. So <laughs> she just like threw you under the <laughs> bus, man. She knew that. Yeah, well, you I don't know. At, she, I don't know why she was at. She said that because she knew that because we were all at the same birthday slash Christmas party for you together when you announced yeah, it. Well, so yeah, well, maybe she just maybe I don't know. Did she, you piss her off to her credit. She's just taking a stab. She's at She's forgetful you. about things she doesn't care about. Oh, see, so you're getting dangerous. <laughs> you're in dangerous territory here. Don't be talking about the the woman's memory. No, no, she'll she'll admit it. That was more of a dig gonna, at you, and you missed it, though. <laughs> I'm gonna no. Well, I'm gonna soundbite this and send it to her. <laughs> Go for it, dude. I wish I had her memory when it came to films. I kind of do. So I, I kind of do, because I like remembering little nitty gritty details about different kind of films and pop culture. Right. But like, right. she'll watch a film, and she can go back to that film a year later and not remember a damn thing about it. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's like watching amazing movies again. Going for back the first and time. watching like uh, a good M-, M. Night Shyamalan film and being like, what? He's dead? Yeah. <laughs> like over and over. That would be so great to relive those moments. Yeah, but then you also wouldn't be able to remember which were the good M. Night Shyamalan movies because <laughs> it is a crapshoot. That's true. There, there are some downsides to that. There'd be a lot of disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. The Top Gun. Should we make to- another one? What do we? <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about Top Gun. Um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the second one. If it tied up with a nice little bow, I think that they shouldn't. Um, I've I've talked enough about my feeling on sequels and remakes that I think right that that i'd probably if yeah after if i watched the second one i would probably come to the same conclusion that i would normally right you have come to and that why are why don't you just make a different army movie about fighter jets and call it something completely different than top gun instead of automatically forcing your movie to be compared to something great well the, I think like, the answer to that would be because then you can't use the box office bankability of Tom Cruise unless you put Tom Cruise in it, in which case everyone's just going to view it as, as a Top Gun, a Top Gun ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> yeah. And, and, and that's really like, really, that's why this, like, this film isn't being made for art's sake. It's being made for money's sake. That's what every film, except for an independent, like we know, you know, I, I we've spent no money film. on this, and we yeah, it's it's the movie business, man. It's it's show business, there, not show, show business. Yeah, show business is is about money, but there is there is still an art to to film, like right. Let's jump we, back to Adam Sandler and like talking about we were talking about uncut gems. That is a that is a great kind of artistic film by Adam Sandler. Right. Right. It's artistic, but it was still 
it would not have been greenlit if they didn't think it would be successful. Absolutely. Like the the films, films got to be good to be greenlit. Right. But that, again, that like, that doesn't mean that they're not, that that art isn't, isn't in them. But also uncut gems was also a low budget film. Which is what I said. The exception was. Right, like I just looked it, it up. Uncut Gem, yeah, Uncut Gems was made for nineteen million. Netflix one wasn't it? Ne- oh no, it went to theaters. Yeah, it was made for nineteen million. Right, okay. so you, nobody makes a hundred million dollar film if not to try to make a billion dollars in return. It's just, it's just is what it is, and it upsets a lot of fans. Right, be like, oh well, this is nobody. Okay. It's like, yeah, but so that didn't make good business. Let's take a beloved sense. franchise of yours and put it under this. Okay. For money or for art microscope. Okay. The Titanic by James Cameron. What for right, money or for art? Make a sequel to Titanic. No, no, I'm talking about the original. Money. So he Hands made that down film for money. for money, not for art. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, a director. See, there's a difference, right? We're you're talking about director versus studio. No studio. Is going to make a film for art, but studio director doesn't studio care. Studio doesn't the make t- the project; they fund the project, right? But but it's, it, it's still not made unless they so, greenlight uh, it, so, right? So a director, right, but they're greenlighting somebody's art, like a a screenwriter, right? Puts their heart and soul into a screenplay, and they bring it to the studio, and the studio looks at it, and they go this is crap. We're not going to fund this. Or they go, we can make some money off this. Right. And then that, but th- that doesn't make it any less art because somebody looked at it and said, there's no, some no, I agree. In this. I agree. But what we're talking about, because we don't know the director for Top Gun three, right? Joseph Kaczynski did, <clears throat> did Top Gun Maverick. Right. And so we don't know if he'll come back or if it'll be someone different. What we're talking about, because we don't know who the director for Top Gun 3 is going to be, is Paramount greenlighting and and putting forth into production. Because a film like Top Gun, right, there's a difference between a film where a director has a script and they're going to go around and pitch it to people, right? And that's usually not a sequel. That's usually like a new idea versus a sequel which is a studio, right? It's like Marvel, right? Marvel knows they're going to make a Shang-Chi 2. Right. Regardless they're, they're of whether something before before, before they have a director. A script. Before there's a script. And 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 that's likely before what's happening with something play. like Top Gun 3. They're like yes. we're going to make a so Top Gun 3. That's being made for money. There's no for money. qualms about it. They're going to they're going to yeah. hire somebody to write something that's going to make them money because right. they're working back. They're work in terms of a creative process. They're working backwards. Right. And Which so could it's be very argued similar. Why that, it could be argued that that's why one of the reasons Marvel and star Wars have gotten themselves into the fun pickle they've gotten themselves into. Well, you bring up <laughs> star Wars, right? So, so George Lucas, the director, the writer, director, you know, whatever, they're in it for art, right? Because a writer gets paid 
The director gets paid regardless of how well the film does. That's why some films lose money. Yeah. Because people get paid whether or not the film does well. It's a studio that stands to gain or lose. Now, nobody believed in Star Wars. And that's why George Lucas had to fund Star Wars. Because everyone's looking at Star Wars going, that's not going to make any money. Now, they were stupid and everyone ended up being wrong. Well, and they cut they cut a deal where like George Lucas signed off all rights to x y and z exactly rights to the property itself so there's a big difference what i'm saying is is no studio makes a movie no studio puts out a movie unless they think it's going to make money independent films do films strictly for artistic reasons because they're not a part of a studio it's an independent film it's an indie film right sometimes netflix will put out content we've talked about this before right that netflix isn't making money off a lot of the things that they're putting out because their their whole structure is based on new people signing up to the platform right that's why that's why you have widely successful shows on netflix that everybody's watching but after the second season it's not bringing, it doesn't matter that everybody who's already on the platform is watching it. It's not bringing in anybody new. And so they cancel the show to make room for other new shows that they think will bring in new people. Right? Now, the director doesn't give two shits. The director doesn't care whether or not lots of people are going to watch this. I mean, he hopes because it's his art and he wants the world to see it. But the director's already negotiated his salary for this, right? And so yeah. he's able to I, I focus on the artistic. I would say that he's, he's not doing it for as much art reason as money reasons either. Right, yeah. But anyways, doesn't matter. It, it, it Top Gun 3 makes good business sense, absolutely. Yeah. People are going to go watch it. It's, you know, it it is what it is. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know if it makes sense to, to further that story. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the news. That's it. That's all. Go home. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all listed below. We have a Patreon page, which was mentioned already earlier in the show that we just cashed out our Patreon. Thank you so much to our current Patreon supporters. Um, and, you know, to pull back the curtain and, and to be transparent about where those funds are going, they're going to go into the bettering and um, sound dampening of the new podcast studio in March, um, which will, yeah, make the show sound better and, uh, and be more fun and enjoyable all around. So, yeah, thank you so much. And we have a merch page. Yeah, and there's some new stuff on there. Some yeah. cool new stuff. Go check yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 There's stickers and fridge magnets and children's baseball. Was it baseball tea? No, it's like a football a tea. It's football says. football tea. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a new logo thing going on. Which yeah. I like you over the other logo. Uh well you like bit. the the sort of the, graphic the VHS. The oh, you like that busy. Yeah. Yeah, well, the other one's just a fun. The the other one, the sort of fancy, like not even graffiti. I don't know what, like cursive. No, it's just fancy got like one. lots of lines, and it almost looks yeah, like it's a got tattoo. lots of. And that 
that one's never been an official um that one's never been an official logo of the show. We had uh, a, a good listener for a very long time on the show named Andrew, who lives in. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. A it's Taliban. either <laughs> Indonesia or somewhere, some like Eastern Asian, Southeastern <laughs> Asian country. Um, and, uh, and he does graphic design. And he was just a big fan of the show, and he reached out one time, and he was like, "Hey, look, I've uh, I've made thing. some, yeah, I've made some fun, cool designs here. Do what you want with them." And we, you know, we said like, "You're cool if we stick this on shirts and stuff." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, the guy's awesome, super wow. awesome." So, uh, yeah, but anyways, so check all that out. Uh, and until next week, when we uh, we will be reviewing. We'll finally get around to what if next week. We'll talk no, we about, uh, you know. I'm away we'll next talk week. <laughs> You're away next week? You bastard. Yeah. Maybe we can do it later in the week. Maybe it'll be a late episode. We'll I'm figure that out. Well, maybe if it's later in the week, we can do it in person. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about what if. We'll, season two. We'll talk about what if season two was good. You know, what if. Uh, what if it was good or what if it's going to be good? What? Yeah, I don't know. What? I don't know. We're gonna talk about what our what our thoughts on it are, <laughs> and soon we'll talk about Echo. I gotta I gotta jump on the Echo train here. Have you watched Echo yet? I watched You've the been first watching episode, and I have been stalling Busy. on watching all further because I you you always get all anal about that, and I thought I'm so sick of hearing him whine like a little bee. All right. Well, we're going to start Echo soon. We're going to start. We're going to start it. I appreciate it. You're, you're, after 15 years or whatever, you know, you're a good friend. You're a good friend now. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Did it. We'll talk more news. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we're, what, what, there was a, no, it, it didn't matter what, what option won the 1990 vote. You wanted to be in on it this oh, time, right? I mean, I think we should, we should do all of them. Well, we can't do all. There is a winner. A winner's been decided Ooh, by the people. Fun. Yeah. So maybe I should tell you what it is so that A, you can do your homework and go watch it. Yeah. And B, the the listener can get excited. You can't reveal it here. Why? I don't know. That seems. Pretty soon coming up, we have a review for Dick Tracy. No way! Yes, yeah. Love me so, uh, so I own make that. Sure you, I own it on make DVD. Sure you keep your your ears peeled for that. I mean, I own pretty uh, much all those films from that voting on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> all right, say something. Say something clever to send us off, Carl. Uh, man. Uh, no, I like it. That's good. That's great. <laughs> yep. No, that's uh, that's a wrap. Okay.